Welcome to the Senator Jim Podcast. Fake news, fake news, fake news. By a dishonest army of propagandists in the corporate media. Have you read the bill? Hell no, you haven't. I'm worried about the fact that our workers are seeing a decline in their standard of living. This isn't real. This is a TV show. This is clickbait. This is theater. The distinguished senator from California is recognized. Welcome to episode two of the Senator Jim Podcast. I'm Senator Jim Stanzik. Along with me are my producers, co-host, troublemakers, Mordecai, and Amy. And today I've got a few things. There's one one thing. To, uh, I'm recording this on, for some context, we're recording this on Tuesday, October 17th. Things have been very uh, fast moving and fluid on the topic that I want to talk about. So I want to make sure that I've set down a boundary for when I'm talking about this because my mind has shifted a number of times about this topic and other people's minds have shifted. The public, public is watching. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen. Um, I want to talk about the war. Uh, so what, what more? All right. What more do you want me to talk about, guys? Okay, so we, we couldn't have started, we couldn't have figured this out before we, we started recording. You guys aren't wasting my time, are you? It's everywhere. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to address it. Okay, do you guys want to have a secret vote? Is that how we're going to settle this? No, no, no. no, 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 no. All right, Mordecai, we couldn't, we couldn't have done this before we started recording. Okay, anyway. We couldn't agree. How about this? We're not going to have a secret vote. Because people don't like secret votes, so we're not going to have a secret vote. Let's flip a coin, okay? All right, I got. We have limited time, so we're just going to do one foil, one coin flip. I don't want to talk, okay? So I just want you guys. Uh, this time, Mordecai, I'll I'll give it to you. You can call it. You can let me know what you want. All right. I call it. You want to have heads? heads? Yes, give me heads. All right, heads. Heads, we're going to talk about the Middle East, a topic that I know is not... Uh, we need to address it. it. Mordecai? We need to go over this. And Tails, we'll talk about the GOP war, the war for the House, war for the speakership for the House. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Thank goodness it's tails. We are talking about the GOP war. All right, you're. Are you gonna throw a fit? Is the coin rigged? Was the coin rigged, Mordecai? You want to inspect it? You want to look at it? You want to? Do you want to make sure? Go ahead, inspect it. Look at it. Go. Go. Tell me if it's rigged. It looks like a regular court, year 2018. All right. I'm, I'm, I know that we had to do that. Thanks for being fair. Okay. Okay. You want my... I got a minute to talk about this. If you give me the wrong answer, I might quit. Yes. I got. A, I, know, I know you're Mordecai. I, calm down, Mordecai. 
Calm down. This I, is not an issue to be calm about. For my people. The Jewish state, the Jewish people have a right to, to defend themselves. That's it. They have a right, everybody has a right to defend themselves against terrorists, whether it's Hamas, whether it's Al-Qaeda, whether it is other ethnic groups that are attacking you, everybody has a right to defend themselves against terrorists. I believe, I should actually say 99% of the people want to live a good life. They want to follow their own way. They want to do their own things. They want to be left alone. And not even 1%. It's less than 1%. There's evil in the world. And that evil needs to be confronted. That evil needs to be taken out. And we can't let evil rule and ruin the world. And unfortunately, the capacity for evil is actually in the human condition, and we have to fight to restrain ourselves to not be evil. So this attack that was launched at the end of the Jewish Holy, the Feast of Tabernacles, it was awful. And it's it's undefensible. You can't defend a terrorist attack. Period. And just like we were, just like America defended itself after 9-11, the Jewish people have a right to defend themselves. Unfortunately, they're in a way they're in, we're in a very different position than they are. Completely, this has been going on for for centuries, decades, centuries. It's been going on a long time, and until and and I just want to say one thing: who I'm, I'm I just did a little bit of research in history, and I want to know who assassinated Yitzhak Rabin. It wasn't an Arab. Who assassinated Sadat? It also wasn't. And Israeli person. So who is working against peace? It's different different factions work against peace for their own reasons. So unfortunately, you know, all I can say is and in my Bible it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And we have a lot of there's a lot of peacemakers, but unfortunately there are a lot of war makers. And I think the war makers, they're cursed. That's that's as far that's that's as far as I'm gonna go. We we don't have we don't have the time nor the depth. I don't have the I don't even have the the knowledge. It's it's it, it's insane just talking about it and the passions that that come about the topic of the war. You gave me a fair answer. And I know Mordecai, you're okay. I'm glad I'm glad that you're happy with my answer. I don't want to destroy the Jewish people. I'm not rooting for the destruction of the Jewish people, and I think it's ridiculous that people do. At the same time, we don't want to we don't want to say that all people are bad on the on the other side as well. There's innocence and good people on both sides, and there's evil and bad people on both sides. Did I get did I get through that without making you upset, Mordecai? Are you fine? Are you gonna stay? I'll keep working for you. Okay, thanks. I'm glad to hear that you're not quitting. All right, second second topic. We're gonna move on to the main topic. I'm a senator, I'm in Congress, you all expect me to know these things, and I've got a very interesting question. Now I know we put, this is our first clip on the show, I love, my favorite thing when I listen to the radio is how they, they go through and they say, okay, come on man, play cut 35, play cut 42. So my clips, my cuts, I'm not going to go in sequential order every episode, I'm just going to go, this is going to be clip one. The next episode when we do clips, it'll be like clip three, four, five. So let's do it. I've got, I actually got clips today. So here's my question to you guys. Think about this. 
Did Jim Jordan order the code red on McCarthy? Okay, Amy, clip one. Play it. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. That's right. Movie. Name the movie. Name the actors. That is Tom Cruise. Jack Nicholson. That's right. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, a few good men. In, in the movie, the code red meant soldiers that were disciplining other soldiers that were outside of the regular, what would normally happen to them. Uh, some people would say yes. Hazing. A lot of people would say yes. Hazing and it's wrong. So so right now in the house, without any, without any, without anybody there running the speaker, the Senate is running things. We're, we're running things in the Senate. The House isn't going to be able to handle anything. They're not going to be able to handle Ukraine. They're not going to be able to handle Israel. They're not going to be able to provide aid packages. Nothing's going to happen until the House is actually functioning. And what I find, what I find interesting about this, and you know what I find funny about congressional reporters is that they don't want to actually dig deep for the scoop. But I think the scoop here is that Jim Jordan and Matt Gates collaborated on the Code Red. This is an ex- this is my exclusive scoop, my scoop, and it's not even Jim Jordan and Matt Gates together. I believe that the 100 or 99 Republicans that supported Jim Jordan for Speaker and the first voting with Scalise, I believe those people group gathered together, and I believe that they whether it was Jim Jordan or whether it was the whole House Freedom Caucus plus another group from another House study committee, I believe that they ordered the code red. That is a crazy theory. I'm going to call you too. I, I know you, you guys might think you guys might think that's ridiculous, but I absolutely do think that. And what we're seeing right now, and this is why I want to talk about it, is that we're actually seeing a very, it's a very quiet, but it's been a very, uh, I wouldn't say it's been chaotic, but underneath, underneath what's going on, nobody wants to talk about this Republican civil war that we're seeing. And that's primarily because we got clip two ready, primarily because the Republicans are trying to blame the Democrats for this. Clip, clip two, let's roll it. Uh, Speaker McCarthy would still be there if, the, if 100% of the Democrats hadn't decided that his working with them wasn't going to save him. Kevin McCarthy had support of 96% of Republicans who thought he was doing a fine job. And a small minority, 4%, working with the Democrats, took down his speakership. I think today was a political decision by the Democrats. Uh, let's be really clear. You had eight, eight uh, Republicans that came together yesterday with 208 Democrats. Uh, so effectively, this was a Democrat eviction of Speaker McCarthy and really didn't represent the, the true position of real Republicans yesterday. These eight people who voted to, to uh, vacate the chair voted with the Democrats. There's a reason the Democrats could not have done this without a Republican more than one Republican, without multiple Republicans helping them in the motion to vacate. I don't have any proof, but I believe in the coming days, in the coming weeks, in the coming months, we're going to get some type of news story where it comes out that Matt Gates and Jim Jordan, they completely ordered the code red on Kevin McCarthy. Why would they order, why would they order the code red? 
So what's what's very interesting is that there is, and again, this is all, this is all inside politics. Uh, and when when you go to when you're part of the media and you go to a press conference, you don't actually they don't actually tell you the truth. Um, they just tell you they just put little bits and pieces of the truth, little bits and pieces of in- information. They don't actually tell you everything that's going on. So. What I believe is that the debt limit deal, and this is a perfectly, I'm, I'm going to try to explain how it works from both sides. The, dem, the debt limit deal that happened in June completely gave up all the leverage that Republicans had for the remainder of Congress. Gave up all the leverage for the next two spending bills because they were negotiating with the president. They were negotiating with the Senate. And what Biden wanted was a debt limit that was raised all the way through the end of 25. Maybe it's the end of 24. So maybe the debt limit goes out to the next president. They push the debt limit out to the next president, which I think the Republicans that were trying to play hardball on the debt limit, they wanted to have another bite at the apple. But I guess what you what they didn't realize is that... Um, when you when you play hardball and you take hostages, you take the country hostage. I shouldn't say take hostages, but when you try to when you try to negotiate like that in Congress, when you're working with the other party, you have to give up something. So, for Republicans to act like they can not raise the debt limit, um, they had to give up something, and what they gave up was pretty much their leverage for the next two budget fights. The levels of the continuing resolution were negotiated between McCarthy, um, Biden, Schumer, and McConnell. Those levels were negotiated for FY24 and FY25. Now, the Republicans also negotiated automatic spending cuts if there's a continuing resolution. So, do I? There's a there's a great possibility there could be a continuing resolution, or there could be some spending cuts. And I know. Um, there's going to be a debate over whether spending cuts mean, uh, like, if it's a slowing the decrease, slowing the increase in spending versus actually cutting spending. I don't know what it is, but I do know is that there's a one. I do believe if there's a continuing resolution in place, there's like a one percent cut. You're going to make me want to check the bill out, but I don't have the time to go and do the research on the bill. But all of all of those points were negotiated, and what made people mad, and what, and I believe what got. Kevin McCarthy in the hot seat that and and again the Republicans were using very were using very veiled language and I know people are like why aren't you talking about Democrats well the Democrats they really they're just bystanders in all this um, when you look at the House of of, Con- of representatives the majority can basically do anything they want as long as they do a majority. Do we have the Pelosi thing pulled up? All right, once again, this here's my legal disclaimer. This is not Nancy Pelosi. This is Nancy Pelosi's voice. This is, and Nancy, you can call it a Nancy Pelosi impersonator or not. This is going to sound like Nancy Pelosi. What's her first rule of politics? Go. Clip three. If you don't vote together, you don't have the majority. If you don't vote as the majority, you don't have the majority. How does this go back to the debt limit deal? The McCarthy and the moderates, McCarthy in the middle wing of the Republican Party, the more, I would say the more reasonable, the more mainstream 
But at the same time, there's a group in Congress that wants to just cut, 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 cut. Republican conservatives. That is not popular. In fact, if you look at the way that former President Trump is running, why is former President Trump clearly beating Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and anybody else? Because he's the only president that's actually saying, I'm not going to cut Social Security. I'm not going to cut Medicare. Who knows what's going to happen if he gets elected because he made a lot of campaign promises previously. Who knows what's going to happen when he gets elected, but that's what he's saying. And that's what makes him different from any other Republican is that he's taking this approach where he's saying, you know what, people like Social Security, people like Medicare, uh, people like those programs, so I'm not going to touch those programs. And he's campaigning actively in Iowa and in New Hampshire and other states. He's telling them that he's not going to cut these programs. But right now, the House Republicans, they're like the chief cutters. When it comes to this conservative uh, viewpoint that's been around for 10 years, I, I would say probably post-Bush, the conservatives, they have a big problem in that post-Bush, we had Obama from 2009 to 2013. He got reelected from 2013 to 2017. 2017, we had Trump. What the conservatives failed to do with Trump is actually put through their agenda to cut. I'm not even talking about the fact that tax cuts, the impact that tax cuts have on the deficit. I'm talking about, in general, having a spending cap and a spending cut. And you know why Trump didn't have a spending cap? Because he knew that spending caps are not popular. Spending cuts are not popular with the American voting people. So Trump blew completely past the deficit. Trump blew the deficit as much as any Democrat would. And then what happened is that we, unfortunately, we had a, a state of emergency with COVID, which further uh, led to the rate of increase in the deficit. There's a very strong case to say that, you know, new spending probably is beyond. Um, okay, again, I'm, I'm getting way beyond. All right. The, the bottom line is that conservatives are completely... They've been completely unable to enact any of their agenda from Trump, from Obama. And so they're just, the moment that they have control of the House, every time they do this spending cut thing. And when McCarthy, unfortunately, they have a very slim majority in Congress. They can't do what they wanted to do. So basically, I look at this as Kevin McCarthy... Uh, he, he basically did what every other any other moderate Republican would do, and he, he tried to get as much as he could. Um, some of his leverage got undercut in this last deal, even. So that was even another thing, is that the conditions that Gates is complaining about, the far right and the Republican side, they actually created some of those conditions. When they complain about spending bills not getting, get done, not getting done, Gates, I don't want to say Gates specifically, but the right-wing conservatives were blocking spending bills coming out of the appropriate of appropriations committees and other committees and why were they blocking them and they were they were also putting in poison pills that um that moderate republicans couldn't get elected with so nancy pelosi now we get to nancy pelosi's second role of being in the house which is go ahead next clip clip four in the minority party, it is no fun at all. 
It's not fun being a minority party in the House. So, when you look at the House Republican majority, I think they've got, what, 217? No. That's right. It's take It's like 222 to 212 or something like that. 222 to 213. They can only lose five votes. Every single member feels like they're the reason for the Republican majority. Whether you come from a deep red state or whether you sorry whether you come from a deep red district, whether you come from a middle moderate district, everyone thinks that they're the reason for the majority. So they all want to have they all want to and again, this is perfectly the media likes to overhype things. So even though I'm excited about this, I don't think that this is the end of the world, that the Republicans are in an open civil war. I might be amused by it, but this is just politics. This is just a political party trying to figure out where it's going to go. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. But Nancy Pelosi's second rule of the House is that they don't want to lose their majority, But I, which, which actually makes me wonder why... Why they took out McCarthy if they don't want to lose the majority? Everybody knows that McCarthy is a moderate. Everybody knows that he's going to make deal. McCarthy is not making deals because he's not he he's not a unbeliever in conservatism. McCarthy is making these deals because he realizes what you can what he realizes that you got to take what you can get. You need to use your leverage, and and what's what's odd is that his part his. Ultimately, his party undercut his leverage, and that's what's strange to me. I don't know why people aren't pointing out, and the media, I'll point it out, uh, the fact that there was no spending bills passed. That was part of it. Part of it might have been McCarthy, uh, you know, doing what he does. Part of it might have been going on the August recess, which is, you know, uh, I guess people don't want to admit this. We're not at at a point in our country where you can't take money out of politics. But people don't want to admit that, yes, raising money is a part of a politician's job, and it's part of getting reelected. So Kevin McCarthy was the best shot at Republicans holding their majority. And what Matt Gates, what Jim Jordan, what the other conservatives want, they, they might not even want to hold the majority. Maybe they don't care if they're a minority party as long as they can make their party more pure with pure conservatives. So... They seem to be per- perfectly fine with dumping the moderate Republicans out of the party. I don't want to say dumping them out of the party. I mean dumping them and leaving them out to dry for the during their re-election campaigns. And, and again, this is completely 100% on Republicans. And, and the question that Democrats have to, had to ask themselves when it came up to the motion to vacate the speakership, would they take a political bullet for McCarthy? Do you guys think that they? Why would they take a political bullet for McCarthy when, when, when? You know what? It's true. He has had to placate his base, and what's his base saying? Oh, you're working with the Democrats. Quite frankly, I think it was insulting for for Gates to tell uh, McCarthy that he was working with the Democrats when, in reality, in a divided government, you can't get what you want. So you, you get as much as you can take. And the other reality is that, sure, maybe Gates was insulting, but he does have a point. The conservatives are going to waste another two years 
um, if they're not fighting as hard as they could. And if they don't believe that McCarthy's fighting as hard as he should be for conservative values, if they think that he that they can get a better deal with a more um, with a representative that's going to grind things with a halt, that's going to shut down the House, fair game to them. And that's perfectly 100% legit, and that's fine. Um, I do have two words if they think that's going to happen. I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if there was some type of discharge petition, if that ever were to happen. And that would be an interesting concept, is if uh, Republicans would do a discharge petition. All right, now... Final, final question. You guys probably have one thought, and I'm going to ask this question to you, Amy and Mordecai. Do you think that Jim Jordan is going to be speaker? They will go back to Kevin. Do you think Republicans are ultimately going to reelect him? I think Jeffries is going to be the next speaker. Senator, how do you think this plays out? So over, over the weekend, what I would have said is, I think those are fair points. There's nobody else running. You're right. There's nobody else. Nobody, nobody's really stood up to take uh, Jim Jordan back. But I think that the, the moderates are hoping that McCarthy will get back in the race. So I really think that the 20 people that are blocking Jim Jordan, I think those are McCarthy's people. I think it, Scalise was also taken out. He's number two. Let's, everybody is forgetting. And I love what I love about like uh, watching Stefan at least Stefanik, I don't know, uh, the one that gave the floor speech for Jordan today. When, when Scalise was uh, running and voted in, she was like, oh, congratulations to Speaker-elect Scalise. Um, but what, what, what I find asinine is that all these people that are claiming for Republicans to unite against Jordan, it's the same people that didn't unite behind Scalise. So why... Uh, why are they not facing, why are they not being called out for their hypocrisy? So I think ultimately there's a strong faction that's trying to get McCarthy back. And you could see that by the votes. Who knows if it's going to work? I don't know if it's going to work. Um, but I think the question that they would have, the question that I would have is, well, when you only have a majority of five people, you've got to make promises to everybody. And people don't want to realize and understand that not everybody's going to have their promises fully upheld 100%. So maybe McCarthy can only back up 50% of his promises to everybody. Maybe some people got kiboshed and got frozen out. But that's not because McCarthy is not supporting them. That's because McCarthy has got to balance a fractured Republican caucus because they don't uh, fully agree. And maybe what the truth is that we really have three parties. We really have a far-right party. We have a moderate party of the Republicans. And we have... The Democrats. All right, guys, I'm exhausted. I've spoken enough. I'm just, I wanted to get this out here because it's kind of timely compared to some of the other things I have planned. Hope everybody's having a good week. Who knows when I'll do the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see everybody later. Be blessed. <laughs>